Case four is dedicated to cookbooks and what we're calling the spokespersonality phenomenon. Technical innovations can be identified in the pages of corporate cookbooklets, which seem to tell the story of an increasingly rapid rate of change and of rising expectations of the home food producer. The dawn of the consumer age in the 20th century saw trends that included a call for higher cakes, lighter bread, and the ever-increasing speed of food production. But there's another story at the heart of many corporate outreach campaigns. During the early to mid-20th century, companies in North America began developing recognizable but fictional personalities to sell their products, to put human faces on corporate entities and their innovative products, and to reassure home food producers in the face of rising expectations placed on them, ironically, often by the same companies whose products are advertised as ways to meet those expectations. Canadian spokespersonalities were white middle-class, heteronormative women of middle age, a description that could also be applied to the marketing concept of Mrs. Consumer of the time. In reality, of course, Canada's population was remarkably diverse and would become increasingly so during the course of the century. Such diversity is gradually reflected in the culinary literature and in the spokespersonalities incorporating information about the range of foodways across Canada's regions, geographies, and cultural communities. The roles and skills of the spokespersonality, who were portrayed by real women, were quite vast, from radio appearances to cooking classes and even to writing in Canadian newspapers, such as the Globe and Mail. In addition to this, they supposedly published their own recipes in the corporate cookbooklets. One of these books' personalities, named Brenda York, was created in 1947 by Canada Packers to sell their margarine product, Margine. The goal of her character was to increase brand awareness and product identification. This was done by such things as placing her picture on the Margine packaging so that the consumer would associate one with the other. To introduce her to the Canadian public, an advertising company was hired and a series of teaser billboards were ran with things like Brenda's coming and who's Brenda York. Brenda York also led cooking classes for women's groups which served as fundraisers and also as a wonderful bit of advertising for Margine. So while Margine was promoting its margarine product, the dairy farmers of Canada were looking for ways to educate the public on their products and create a more recognizable image. And so they created the bilingual Marie Fraser, who focused on all dairy food. The flower companies also conceived spokespersonalities. The elegant Rita Martin represented Robin Hood flower, decked out in green, of course. Annalise Scott and her French-Canadian counterpart, Marthe Miral, represented the Maple Leaf Milling Company. Power companies also developed spokespersonalities to demonstrate to housewives how to cook with their new appliances or technologies like gas, electricity, and subsequently microwave. Their imaginatively named spokespersonalities, and these are my favorite, included Penny Powers, Sally Spark, and Betty Bright. Unusually, Anne Adam was a pseudonym coined by the woman who portrayed her, a woman called Catherine Caldwell Bailey, who ran a very successful entrepreneurial industry around her. One of the ironies of all these mid-century spokespersonalities is that they were respected as domestic authorities by housewives who looked to them for advice on homemaking. But even though they resembled housewives and spoke of the shared experiences with them, 
they were actually women in the corporate, corporate workplace whose expertise was underwritten by extensive industry research and testing.